Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Small Talk podcast. My name is Katie Fairman, and yes, you read the title of this episode correctly. I'm off to Vegas this week for the Formula One Grand Prix. It has been so last minute, I cannot begin to tell you. In fact, when I recorded last week's episode, I had nothing confirmed, nothing booked. That is how quickly things have changed over my end. But I'm excited to head to Vegas, the city that never sleeps. It's going to be my first time there. And much like I'm sure you have, I have seen so much about this race and I'm excited to experience it for myself, see what things are really like behind the scenes and of course, feed that all back to you, my internet besties. So for the purpose of this episode, I wanted to record something before I jet off to the other side of the world to talk a bit about the Las Vegas Grand Prix, what we can expect from this weekend because there have been some really big talking points. So I thought we can go through what the weather's going to be like because it's meant to be very, very cold, how that's going to affect things like the tyres, going through some of the track layout as well. Just generally have a chance to have a quick sit down before I go to Vegas. Let's just get straight into it, shall we? It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is it just me or has this Las Vegas Grand Prix buildup absolutely flown by? It's crazy to think that this race was confirmed as returning to the F1 calendar in March of 2022. And you know what I was thinking? How many races has Max Verstappen won since Vegas was announced as coming back? Do you want to take a guess at how many it has been? 30. 3-0. Max Verstappen has won 30 races since F1 announced Vegas's return. And that time has absolutely flown by. I mean, rumours of Las Vegas coming back have been bubbling away for quite some time. I wrote an article for the BBC back in 2016 about these rumours. So it's crazy to think it's actually here. But the Las Vegas race is going to be pretty unique for a variety of reasons. Now, the first, which is one that I find rather interesting, is that it is the first of its kind to be promoted directly by F1's owner, Liberty Media. And they have seriously financially invested into this race. They have bought land in Vegas, which things like the paddock area and the pits are on now. And I was reading an article actually earlier this week from Autosport who claim that the running total for this event so far is at an eye-watering 435 million. That's nearly half a billion. But some of those will be one-time costs, so it won't be the same for next year. It's also no secret at how expensive things like ticket prices have been for this event. Obviously, F1 are going to want to try and make some of that money back. 
But in the last week or so, those ticket prices have taken a significant drop, as well as hotel room prices and things like that. And I have seen on my Instagram, so many people are now going last minute. And I will be wanting to see how F1 go about getting that money back because at the moment there doesn't seem to be a huge amount of demand for going to this event I know it's the first of its kind and obviously both championships have been wrapped up I mean if this was placed within the 2021 season for example I'm sure tickets would be almost impossible to come by but clearly the demand just isn't quite there and I don't think it's been helped by the fact that a lot of outlets have sort of honed in on the fact that some ticket packages are in the millions and to be fair the social media for the Las Vegas Grand Prix I think has been really good with some of the edits they've done but in terms of the ticket pricing it's just it's not quite consistent with the the messages they're putting out on social media where it's all meant to be really fun and quirky and then you've got ticket prices that are just too high for your average fan so it'll be interesting to see how F1 go about that for future races but let's change the subject and actually talk about the track itself okay I'm gonna run off some stats for you in this episode so if you are a stat fan like me hopefully some of these bring you great joy so the circuit I'm so sad oh my god I need to get out more so the circuit itself is 6.2 kilometers long which makes it the second longest on the current calendar with only Spa-Francorchamps being longer it's made up of 17 corners 11 of which are left and six to the right. And more importantly, it looks like an upside down pig, which seems to be my only go to when it comes to distinguishing this circuit from the others. I love F1, but sometimes I am a bit rubbish when it comes to identifying which circuit is which. Have absolutely no shame in saying that, you know, circuits like China, I know because it looks like a bunny. Um, Spa looks like a glue gun. You know, Silverstone, I know because it's my home race. But generally, if you show me certain track layouts, I'm going to be honest, I probably won't get them first try. Maybe I just need to spend more time on the F1 game to learn them. But at least I know what Vegas looks like. It looks like Spider Pig from the Simpsons movie. That is kind of the early stats of what you need to know about the track. It's also going to be super quick. There's speeds which McLaren think are going to be around 200 miles an hour down the strip, for example. And the only place that appears to be faster is going to be Monza, which is known as the Temple of Speed. I was reading a press release today from Mercedes who say that their simulations show that just over 78% of the total lap distance will be taken at full throttle. And you've also got parts of the circuit like the 1.9 kilometer flat out section, which they have along the strip, which means that, yeah, we're going to see some serious speeds from this circuit. However, as nice as it may be to get the stats and say this is the fastest street circuit we go to and all of this kind of thing, it's not going to be too good for the tyres. Now, this has been a huge talking point online over the last week and teams have been suggesting that this could be some of the coldest weather F1 has seen in decades. Now, Pirelli have had to deal with some cold temperatures in the past since becoming F1's sole tyre supplier. I mean, let's look back to 2020. We had Turkey and I mean, that race was absolute chaos because of the rain and the recently resurfaced track layout. Nürburgring that year was also pretty cold, but it looks as if Vegas could be even colder. I mean, looking at the 
average night temperature for Vegas in November. It's eight degrees, but some F1 teams seem to think that it could be even colder than that. Looking at the lowest recorded temperature for an F1 race, that was back in 1978 at the Canadian Grand Prix where temperatures reached just five degrees Celsius. But why are these cold temperatures going to be so bad for Formula One in Las Vegas? Well, simply put, the tyres need heat in order to operate at their best. Of course, they've got things that can help with that, such as the tyre blankets. But over a lap, for example, things like high speed corners also help generate a lot of heat into the tyres, give them more grip. And as a result, you're going to get cars that stick to the racing line and that give you quicker lap times. However, on this Vegas circuit, there aren't many high speed corners, but there are lots of long straights. In fact, I can count three of them looking at the map right now, which is actually just going to make the tyres a lot cooler. So not what you need. And with low grip and a newly surfaced track, this means that there could be some pretty expensive mistakes being made. And obviously being a street circuit means that these mistakes are going to be punished. So I think it's highly likely that we'll see at least one safety car during the race. Watch it be completely flawless and all of this chatter has been for nothing. But I am a little worried and I think drivers are too and probably Pirelli. I mean, obviously they've come off the back of having this weekend in Qatar where they had to basically mandate that drivers could only use their tyres for 18 laps because of the safety concerns. To now going to Las Vegas where it's going to be super cold. They have bought the three softest compounds available to teams to Vegas to help with this issue. But Mario Isola, who is the top guy at Pirelli, has said that he is expecting very low grip for the races. So this could be absolute chaos. And I'm sure Pirelli are trying to think of solutions right now. But yeah, lots of people comparing this to like the US Grand Prix of 2005 and all of these different things. But until we actually get cars on track, I guess we won't fully know. But a lot of people are slightly concerned that this could be a complete disaster, to put it mildly. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
Another thing which makes this race pretty special is the scheduling. And Las Vegas is really taking the crown as the city that never sleeps because the time for the practice sessions and qualifying are crazy. I mean, qualifying is going to be at midnight local time on the Saturday. And then the race is going to be starting at 10 p.m. on the Saturday, which is actually the latest an F1 race has ever started in the 70 year three history of the championship. So they're already going for the records. I mean, to give you some context, this year's Singapore Grand Prix started at 8 p.m., so two hours later. And like I said, this race is going to be on a Saturday, which is also something very unique. In fact, the last race to start on a Saturday in F1 was the 1985 South African Grand Prix, so several decades ago. But why have they moved it to a Saturday? Well, a lot of it is to help with the European audiences. So for those of you that are in the UK, the timing is going to be quite similar for like an Australian Grand Prix or a Japanese Grand Prix in the sense that it's a 6am start for you. But for those in the East Coast of America, which also people have made comments about saying, well, surely we're having all these US Grand Prix because of the interest in the United States of America. It is going to be a really odd time for you. So like midnight, 1am, uh, which lots of people have said makes literal no sense. But F1, unfortunately can't keep everyone happy and so I guess they are prioritizing their European audience but either way the scheduling is super strange my body clock is going to be all over the place I'm not going to know if I'm coming or going first Saturday race since 1985 now despite F1 making this big song and dance of it being in Las Vegas it's not the first time that this has happened. In fact, they last raced there 41 years ago in 1981 and 82. And the circuit was actually in the Caesars Palace Hotel car park, which doesn't get much more glamorous than that, clearly. But actually, the Las Vegas circuit from the 80s goes down as one of the worst in F1's history. Not only was it an incredibly boring and uninspired track layout, it was also incredibly flat, and the design of it left drivers with severe neck pains. And because it was hosted during the day, and Las Vegas is in the middle of the Nevada desert, it left a lot of drivers with heat exhaustion. Vegas is certainly ready to have this second chance and put on a show. You know, lots of teams evidently know that there's going to be so many eyes on them. This event has been so hyped up in the sporting world, the entertainment world. I mean, I've heard rumors of the kind of celebrities that are going to be going to this event. And let me tell you, if they make it onto Martin Brundle's Gridwalk, we could have several more viral moments on our hands. But there's going to be so many people in town wanting to catch a glimpse of the F1. As you would expect, there are lots of events and invitations going around for things happening next week. There is actually an event that's happening one day where I am hoping to interview an F1 driver and it's somebody that I've not spoken to so far this year, which will hopefully be for Sports Illustrated. Um, I don't want to say too much because I like keeping you on your toes. And uh, I mean, I will probably post about it over on my social media if you want to go and follow me on there. As ever, links to that are in the description of the podcast episode. If you're not following me already, please do because I just love having more of my internet besties over on there. Uh, yeah there's so many things going on over the course of the week 
The opening ceremony is back, which I don't know why I'm saying that with such excitement in my voice, because the last one we had was in Miami last year, and it was rather cringe, wasn't it? But lots of talks of apparently Will I Am's going to be coming back. And actually, I don't know if you remember this, if you have been listening to the Small Talk podcast over the course of the season, I did an episode where I said that Will I Am was meant to be releasing several songs over the course of the season. However, his This Is The Formula One obviously went down like a lead balloon. So I don't know if we're going to get any more Will I Am songs from Vegas, but uh, something to look forward to, I guess, guys. Was sarcasm in case I needed to add that in there. But as well as opening ceremonies and lots of parties and things going on, um, there are obviously some other parts to Vegas which isn't getting the coverage, such as there's talks of strikes from casino workers, which could happen. The taxi drivers are apparently going to be whacking on an additional $15 on top of normal fares to make up for the fact that us naughty Europeans aren't very good at tipping. Um, I will try my very best to remember, but it's such a foreign concept which makes me sound like a horrible person but yes I if it's what they need in order to make a living but yeah it's gonna be a very unusual week and I'm super looking forward to being there I haven't actually mentioned why I'm suddenly there just (laughs) somebody's waved a magic wand Um, But no, I'm going there um, and staying with the Venetian, which is a hotel that is in partnership with the Alpine F1 team. The Venetian anyway are such an established and respected hotel in Las Vegas. So I really am living my best life, as I mentioned in the last episode. So I'm really grateful to them for sending me out to Vegas. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what kind of events they're going to be putting on. From literally following their social media last week, they have literally mastered the F1 related content for their Instagram, even from having their like housekeeping staff try and change a bed, for example, in the style of a pit stop, like just fun fun content that they're producing over on the venetian socials but yeah it's going to be an awesome event it's also got great viewing points to the track so i'll be watching from there and uh, i'm really really like i don't know i'm excited of course but this has all happened so last minute i feel like i've had absolutely no time to sort of prepare myself mentally for it it's kind of all been so go 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 i've been doing a ton of work to sort of make up for the fact that i'm not going to be as available next week so everything's a bit of a blur at the moment I've still got to edit this podcast tonight I've still got a pack like I've got so much to do before I go in the morning but I am beyond ready to experience Vegas and as ever when I get back I will be sure to record a podcast tell you all about it if there's anything in particular you want me to look out for when I'm in Vegas let me know like I said I just wanted to record this short and sweet episode so there's not so much radio silence between the Austin episode and my next one but yeah hope that you guys are all well hope you have an amazing week I hope that you enjoy the Las Vegas Grand Prix and all it has to offer because like I said I think this could go down as a rather unusual racing event so I'm looking forward to experiencing it all with you guys and I am going to stop talking now and head off because I need to get ready Before I go as well, I just want to say a huge thank you to everybody that reached out from the Austin episode, which was the last one. It was the longest ever small talk podcast I've ever recorded. And actually, I put a poll out for those of you that use Spotify 
asking if you enjoyed longer episodes and 99% of you said that you loved the longer episodes. So obviously this one isn't quite as long. In fact, I think it's only about a quarter of the length, but maybe Vegas can be another sort of super long bonus episode. Um, But yeah, take care guys. Have a wonderful week and I'll look forward to catching up with you when I return. Love you all and speak soon. Bye.